Welcome to the Mike Hewitt Show, 10 years and growing. It's about family, business, work, and politics like you've never heard it before. Yep, it's true. There's more than just a touch of wry humor mixed in. And now your host, Mike Hewitt. Folks, I am Mike Hewitt, co-host Miles Bauer. Miles, you're going to have to be our financial guru today because Lud is not uh, not available. But I'm, I'm reading a headline from the Fox News. Biden's banking busts include the single biggest monetary policy mistake in a half century. I, listen, I, 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 and to be candid with you folks, I did not dive deep into this because the subtitle was Biden has been obsessing on woke causes while banks are on the brink. Miles, what's your interpretation of this general circumstance we're watching unfold? Well, some of it is um, treasuries have been very attractive over the last 10 years because interest rates were, were so low. But as soon as Biden passed that Rescue America from Prosperity bill right out of the gates, and you know, printed three trillion dollars in in money, it it sent inflation going. And the only way that the Fed can try to control it is by raising interest rates, right. which hurts the value of the treasury bills. So Biden has kind of shot himself in the foot because um, what was for a long time a very good instrument is now going out of fashion because the Fed is trying to struggle against our inflation. The, the left is blaming the banking um, potential catastrophe on Trump's deregulation. What say you to that? Yeah, and they also blamed Trump for the um, rail car disaster in East Palestine, o- Ohio, even though the fact checkers said None of the regulations that were wiped out under Trump uh, would have prevented that rail rail car disaster. Right, it had no bearing on it whatsoever. But facts are not an issue, and to, some of it's a smokescreen. Um, you know, but, but listen to the article's point. At least on the woke part of the article, that's become such a fixation with the Uber left, and that's who drives him. I don't know who the real president is, and I'm not being shrill when I say that, but. Whoever's actually driving that administration is from the far left. They're, I know they're always the media is always talking about far right as if there is no far left. The far left is not concerned about how the economic circumstance impacts the folks that they're worried about, which I find ironic. So they're running around wanting everybody to accept this label, that label, not say those words, say these words. But the very people that they claim to be there defending are the ones that will, in our being financially, hurt the most. (laughs) If I wrote this in a novel, people would be thinking it was, if I wrote what they were doing in a novel, people would think I was massive overreaching. And they'd be right, because this is massive overreach. It's purposefully blindful. They're ignoring what the results of their policies are. That's my take on it. But there is is a theory out there and it and it goes back to something that Elizabeth Warren was squawking about um several day, days ago 
they might be insane enough to try to think that they're going to federalize the banking system. I think they're thinking they're. I, I don't. I don't think that. I. It's pretty open conversation that they're having. Um, right. And 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 that's. But interestingly, when you look overseas into Europe, well, now we're talking about not just domestic American policy, but there are banks in Europe that are also having some <laughs> some issues. But it, it's genuinely, to your point, it's driven by inflation. And it's also driven, in my view, by an entire lack of focus on the issues themselves. They're not wanting to dial into the details. Instead, they're still busy looking at everything through the prism of a campaign. And that's really what woke is about. But woke right. solving economic problems for America or et cetera, it's just... You can't, like I said, you can't make this stuff up. It's sad, and it continues on. And they don't, they don't go jeepers. We should pilot, uh, pause for a minute. They double down on it, and I find that fearsome. I do. Silicon Valley bank collapse. I, what do you blame that on? And then let's move on from the banking world. If I let's just pull this the, one is is hilarious. I I was waiting for this one to come up. Yeah. I, I remember it was a couple of years ago. You went on a rant against no. the uh, Fed. Yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of the Fed. You're right. Think about the Fed chair there in San Francisco was on the board of that bank. Right. It was her job to make sure that that bank was being run correctly. Plus, she was on the board, and she never saw it coming. Yeah. She was blindsided by it. I, this yeah. is this is your exhibit number one to to um, back up your your rant from a couple of years ago. Uh, listen, I I, I got to tell you the problem that I have with it is it, I'm I'm still on the old <laughs> I'm still old school on this stuff. When I look at all of the problems that we're talking about, at least on a financial or economic level, none of them are driven by the market. All of them are driven by government policy. I, I, that's a fascinating statement to make. But when I look at when I look at the the, the way the Federal Reserve is set up, uh, it's 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 a private it's a pseudo private organization, and so we've placed bankers in charge of themselves as an industry, legislated them authority that they ought not to have. Uh, in my view, I think that we could make a very strong constitutional argument about the fact that they shouldn't exist. That aside, if we just look at historical the historical facts, they have made an absolute mess of everything that they've done, bar none. And it doesn't matter whether we're talking about a Democrat president or a Republican president. We could be having the same conversation about President Shrub One, um, and the, heck, at the time I was deeply involved in the auto industry, as you know, and specifically was working for a specialty car manufacturing company. Um, and you know, once again, they thought, "Oh, we we've got to get a hold of inflation, so we'll jump the rates." And they threw everybody through the windshield, is what they did. They put a lot of good blue-collar workers in the unemployment line without batting an eyeball. 
They think it makes sense to them. Oh, no, Mike, you don't get it. We saved a lot. Not yet. Not in the 100 years I've been watching. Uh, you get Anybody that gets on, you can even find this stuff on Google. You don't have to go to DuckDuckGo.com. Not even Google can lie big enough to cover how bad they are to have. But I'll stop there because you called me a rant again in two or three years. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I, but as, as soon as I, I read that article, I immediately thought of you going off on the Fed. Yeah, well, there's a, there's, it's a terrible organization. The structure of it, who we've placed in power, how we've, how we've granted that power, none of those things are part of a meritocracy, small r, Republican form of self-governance. None of them, nothing about it makes any sense either to freedoms, liberty, or treasury. And we've got a lot, a lot, a lot of history now to document it doesn't work. And here we are again, and Biden is a buffoon. I'm sorry, he is. So the idea that he's got his lever, hands on the lever, with help from them, with her, to your point, out there sitting sitting on the board of that bank from the Fed and not noticing that it's getting ready to I my goodness, but she couldn't say anything because it's their policies that are causing it. Um, that's that's just the bottom line with that. Listen, we've got to go to a break. I'll stop my rant because we've got a big long list. Stay with us, folks, and we will be right back. Anyhow, Miles, stop myself from the big rant on the Fed, and I always got to do that by saying, okay, Mike, name that one time that the Fed did something correctly, and then I run out of gas because I can't name anything. Um, listen, different topic. U.S. military releases footage of Russian fighter jet forcing down American drone over Black Sea. From what I understand, I, I originally, by the way, Miles, thought it was that one just clipped the other. And as it turns out, this Russian fighter or fighters, they, I don't want to call it a dogfight, but they they invested themselves into quite a lengthy process to finally clip this drone um, off its propellers and send it down. Did you watch that video, Miles Bauer? I did. What, what, what's your opinion of that? Is that? Is this more of the same or is this problem growing? What's your interpretation of where we are with Russia? I think that Russia has always felt that they own the uh, Black Sea. Right. And I don't think they would have done this to a manned uh, air aircraft. Okay. I think that they knew, I think they knew it was unmanned so they could kind of rattle the saber. Now, I understand that Russian ships are there in that region now hunting for pieces and parts of the downed drone. And, and I'm, I'm certainly not an expert on this topic, but I understand from Pentagon uh, disclosures that they don't think it can be found because the waters there are as much as three and 4,000 feet deep or a mile. That's some pretty deep water, if that's accurate. And I don't know that it is or not. It's what I read actually on an MSN.com um, article, if you can imagine that. But I think it is saber rattling, 
but it's a little they, and they've always folks they've always done flybys they've they have always done that but uh, but to down this thing i think that might be taking it to the next level directly rather than our perpetual proxy war that's always been going on somewhere in the world my misinterpreting it no, but I mean, and the, to your earlier point about them, them looking for it right. be, be, before they splashed the um, the uh, air, aircraft, they erased all the software. Right, before we did, so the yeah. dro- the drone operator cleared the software and let it and let it t- and let it do a dive. That's right. what I understood it. So, so in other words, if they get it, they're not going to be getting any secrets although they could probably be studying the hardware do you, it, and i see they with the president of china uh, pursue efforts to spend us uh effort to spend us led global order what they're trying to do is they're trying to re of course i know this is age old topic but russia and china working to reorder the world in other words remove us from the global authority is that going to turn into something, Miles, or is that more saber rattling? Well, there are some that that believe that what what the goal here is is that if they can get us to deplete our military in supporting you Ukraine, then that gives China a better position to go in and take over Taiwan. Right, and and at the same time that they're having their high level meetings. China is going out of its way to slowly, um, economically, kind of put a curtain around Taiwan. So that that's clearly their goal. Um, but and I've been yelling about China. Speaking of ranting for the last several years, you can't do anything in America without finding that you're doing business with China rather than your neighbor. I, I think we've made both sides of the aisle. I think we've collectively, to use the left's favorite word made a really poor set of judgments on who and how we do business. But And I do wish Lud was here because I'd like to get his take. In fact, next week we'll get him to go down this path. He His pushback on uh, to me about me grumbling about us owing China debt is that they owe us roughly the same amount that we owe them. And is have you read any of that stuff, Miles Bauer? Yeah, remember, um, Lud and I argued about this a couple of year, years ago. That you know, when when I was screaming about the the debt, um, even as a Trumper, I was still criticizing Trump for some of his spending bills that he signed. And I said, I said, Lud, we're we're getting to the point where the only uh, country that can buy our debt is China. Right. And I said, so. So they're they're eventually going to be into a place where they can dictate certain things to us. His newest answer, because and by the way, he'll immediately introduce Japan into that equation to say that they both those two countries owe us as much as we owe them. Therefore, if it, if it came to a if it came to a, a a circumstance or a showdown, it's just the the debts cancel each other out and you move on. And I don't yeah, know those but, numbers. But the but, problem is. We've we've seen nothing from the Biden administration other than printing money. Oh, so, they're, it, but they're it very good at like that. It is flush. We we're digging deeper. Yep. But but listen, don't take credit away from Biden. They got printing money down to a science. 
Yeah. They really do. And they got more clever ways of gifting it for votes than you can imagine. Holy smokes, are they good at it. Listen, do you see a direct war or conflict, military conflict with Russia? Or is this going to be maintained as a proxy in Ukraine? Well, this could be like, remember when Russia advised the North Vietnamese in the Vietnam War? Right. You know, to where there weren't actually, I mean, there were Russian advisors. Sure. But, you know, we, we, we weren't openly fighting Russians straight up. Right. And, and, so, and we've done that also. Yes. Yeah. We, we did that a lot in Central America back in the 80s. So I certainly hope that they can keep a uh, lid on it. Um, I know a lot of people are getting rich. Yes. And um, from that war and getting rich can sometimes cloud people's judgments. Well, listen, on that point, we're sending billions of dollars into a country that we know beyond any shadow of a doubt it is not a partisan statement to call the Ukrainian government corrupt. They absolutely right. have a, a recent and historical, uh, been overly documented on being corrupt. And that's without me even getting into the Biden corruption family being deeply involved and intertwined with them. So I'm keeping that partisan debate out of this. Anyone from any side of the aisle, and by the way, anywhere in Western society that looks at Ukraine cannot pass the intellectual honesty test if they don't fess up to say Ukraine is corrupt and we're giving them billions of dollars that we don't have and we're not accounting for what they're doing with those funds at all. We have zero accounting on where those funds are going. And we're, if I say again, folks, we don't have the money. So to Miles, to your point, we're printing it. It's all imaginary money. It's digital money that's not represented by anything. It's just paper. And that value doesn't just materialize. That value is taken from taxpayers. It just, it just is. It's, it's a fact. That's what inflation is. So I, I you know, I, I, I get revved up on that stuff because it, it feels like most of the United States are we're lost in this. You're a rhino, you're establishment. The left has the same 10th grade name calling of each other that we do. And while we're having these childish 10th grade arguments, nothing against 10th graders, the world is, is spinning at a wild rate, and we're not paying attention to that stuff. I find that very, very fearsome, Miles Bauer. Oh, yeah, no, no, I know. But, but you know, I mean, so... Do you think that politics are worse now than they were when you and I were kids? No, I don't. I don't. Okay. I, you and I are on the same page there. What's doing? We're down to seconds before going to break. So I got to leave it at this. My final point on that, they're the same. It's just as rancid as it's always been. But the social right. media echo chamber and 24-7 news have changed us as a society. And that's problematic. Folks, we'll right. be right back.
Folks, if you're just tuning in, I am Mike, your co-host, Miles Bauer. And we are, listen, first off, we're blessed to have radio stations across a number of states, as far south as Mountain Home, Arkansas, and as far north as Anchorage, Alaska. We thank you all for for uh, listening. Um, and let me mention with, with a little bit of blush, I am here that we are producing the show in Holland, Michigan, right on the shores of Lake Michigan, beautiful Holland, as I call it, and we are at WHTC, 1450 AM and 99.7 FM is our flag station, and we are very, very happy to be here with Jared is running the ship, keeping up us out of the uh, out of the ditch, as it were, and uh, he is equally greatly appreciated. Listen, Miles, before we jump back into the list. One of the last things that you tagged me on before we had to go to break was, is politics worse now than it was when when we were kids in the 70s, 80s? The answer is clearly not. But I got to tell you on that point, one of the things I just briefly want to share with you, I've been working on this project in Michigan, um, and it's called Michigan Memory Radio. In fact, Ludwig will be helping me on it. Jared will be helping me on it. It's literally about Michigan as it was, so Michigan memories, 60s, 70s, 80s. The reason we're doing it, I I think I mentioned this briefly in one of our recent episodes on this show. We've been working on it for quite some time now, but listen, when my mother was alive, I put together a Facebook group for her. She was fighting cancer in her 80s, mostly bedridden. I put together a Facebook group and it ended up with 150, maybe 200 people at a peak. And it was all pictures of things that we could find on the Internet from her home area uh, when she was young. And she lay there in bed and great memories, bring smiles to her. And when she passed away, the group continued on, but it languished for a little while. And for some reason, in the last six, seven months, it's just relative to Facebook, it's gotten very, very active. It's 37 or 3,800 members, something I've not done anything to do to grow. But it's a lot of people that really are more comfortable looking at the way life was than the way it is. And so I, and by the way, the, the what we're working on is politics free, but this show <laughs> that you're listening to is not politics free. So I got to ask you, Miles, what makes why do you think folks are so keen, outside of the political envelope, keen to look back at the 60s, 70s, and 80s? They're, they find comfort in that. Yeah, well, I mean, think about it. So we're, we're, we're in the throes of war. We're in the throes of in, inflation, right? The border's wide open. We got banks failing. And so they like to look look back at a time that was much more pleasant. Right. Not not uh, the the only caveat to that is that I think the late 70s and early 80s were a train wreck, just like it is today. I agree with that. Yep. Ludd does not, by the way. And Ludd, Ludd thought that the 90s were nostalgia. And I said, Ludd, you're such a green pea. Stop it. <laughs> so. <laughs> Anyhow, I I just find it fascinating. And what's interesting about it is it's not just people, I'm in my 60s, 
So are you, Miles Bauer. I just wanted to add that right there. That's right. <laughs> but it's not like we're my mother who was in her 80s and sickly. So it's not folks looking back at through that prism. But there are a lot of members of that group. And by the way, I've discovered almost every medium to larger community in the United States has multiple large groups like that on Facebook and other social media. Uh, so, you know, memories of Dallas or memories of Chicago. And it's not just the older people. There's people as long, young as Jared, but you're in your 20s. He's not. Yeah. There's people that young all the way up too. And in fact, one person had opined on there, why are you showing all these old pictures? All these, all the people in those pictures are dead. And somebody pipes up, my 94th birthday is next week. And I stood right there collecting my papers every week. So, I, I mean, it's fun. But my point, though, is that it's not just the older folks. It's younger folks looking back saying, what was? Um, and I, I think half of it, most of it goes to the point you've made. But I think there's a large part of the psyche that's saying, let's look back to find out where we walked off the path. Can we go back to where we walked off the path? Um, I recently saw a, uh, a social media reel where it was a young, young lady, 20-ish, maybe 21-ish. And she's opining, she suggested someone ought to invent one of those. What she's referring to is a hardwired telephone at home that the entire family can use. Somebody should invent one. Um, <laughs> I just, I thought it was a fascinating perspective uh, but a lot of folks are wanting to look back to say, in my view, where we walk off the path. Um, hey, Mike, one of, one of my uh, friends down here, their teenage daughter, yep. who's a freshman in high school, went and bought an old record player. Right. One, one of my granddaughters did and then came over to see Papa, me, to say, Papa, don't you have any albums? Well, yeah, I have a few. Let me see what I can do. <laughs> so I got out the old album collection. You've listened to them or been stuck listening to them over the years, Miles. Same yep. collection I had in 10th grade and blow off the dust and go. But to your point, she absolutely loves that era of music and the sound that you get from a phonograph, vinyl. Loves it. Loves, love, loves it. Going, Why does this stuff go out of style? I, so I love history. And so this stuff kind of, this, this stuff jumps right into my, uh, into my wish. Listen, I, I, I want to jump to a different topic before we run out of time. Um, I'm watching what's going on. I'm, in fact, I'll read a headline first. Uh, in Michigan and Minnesota, Democrats have Republicans on the run. And uh, so before the show, I reached out to a friend of mine here in Michigan because Michigan the legislature and all of the statewide offices in this midterm 2022 were surrendered by Republicans to the Democrats. They now control all statewide offices in both of our chambers of legislature. So I'm asking the chief of staff of one of the few Republican senators in Michigan, tell me the top three things the Democrats have advanced so that I can talk about it on the radio show. The person's going, top three, what are you nuts? Because they are absolutely on a march to get all of this stuff put together. So let me just quick, uh, 
you this is for the for the folks out of state this is relevant to you because if it's not in your state already it's coming your way and don't think for a minute that the US Senate and people like Biden aren't watching these successes thinking how can we maximize what they're doing in places like Michigan in Minnesota so here in Michigan the passage of the Elliot Larson Civil Rights Act of 2023 is just a rewrite of what Elliot Larson Civil Rights Act was. Uh, the only difference now is that they, <laughs> what they're doing is they're protecting um, the LGBTQ, Z, X, Y, W, et cetera, people, anybody that they can put on that list, especially those folks with a checkbook. They'll add their letter on there if they got enough money. You, you can't say anything about bad about them. Your, your First Amendment rights gone. You have to protect these folks. Keep in mind, folks, I'm of the mind, and Miles, I think you are also, that everybody ought to have equal rights, and that's what's enshrined in our Bill of Rights. Am I correct? Yeah, although I don't know why what you do in the bedroom has any bearing on your rights. Absolutely agree with that. Absolutely, entirely agree with that. I, I'm, I'm, you know, the just say no thing from the Clinton era or don't, don't ask, don't tell. I, listen, to me, that's common sense. I'm not, I'm not telling you. I've joked about it all along with my, re you go to the restaurant to order breakfast. Before I order my breakfast, I'd like to tell you about my sexual preferences. Who thinks that way? Folks, stay, stay with us. We've got to go to a break. We'll be right back. Truism number 68 with Mike Hewitt. Ben Franklin said, Diligence is the mother of good luck. He also said, I am a strong believer in luck. I find the harder I work, the more I have of it. Wise words to share with somebody down on their luck. How about this truism from a social media reel, and I quote, Somebody ought to invent one of those, in reference to a hardwired home phone for the use of the entire family. Ah, to be young again. But I'm old enough to know history always repeats itself. I'm guessing it's a human nature thing. Here's a question for you. If it's true that history always repeats itself, why is an unbiased fact-driven history being taught in our schools? Not history warped by contemporary politics. Not dates and names. History is our children's guide to a better future. Teach them. Come find the Mike Hewitt Show on Spotify and Apple Podcast. You'll like it. Listen, Miles Bauer, one of, one of the benefits that you and I get out of this is that we are old enough to say, just like you were pointing out uh, before the last break, when you, in fact, two breaks ago, when you asked if I thought politics was worse now than it was when we were younger. and But you say that from the prism that you know this stuff always repeats itself. And so I'm looking, I'm still looking at the list, folks, of what's what's going on in Michigan. Um, I blame it, as you know, Miles, on education. I think that folks that don't know embrace these things. Folks that do know say, stop, stop. The, nobody's ever going to confuse our times that we're living in with the second enlightened period. That's, that's never going to be future historians' mistake that they're making. Um, the point of that 60-second thing was we got to stop. We, if we, let's stop looking to teachers to say, 
teach our children history. Folks, I think it's incumbent upon us to teach our children history. I passionately believe that. But anyway, let me let me pick up where I left off on this list from Michigan. Uh, she's she's the, the person from the uh, the Senate's office in Lansing, Michigan, expanding expanding the language of the Elliot Larson's bill so to per, uh, protected categories to include sexual orientation and gender identity or expression as prohibited categories for discrimination. Prohibited categories, does that suggest that I can't critique it? Is that what's that saying when they say prohibited categories is what they're placing these orientations in, Miles Bauer? Apparently, yeah. I don't know how that complies with the First Amendment. Um, And when they make it a government issue, which they've done, I'd say now you're inviting me to critique it because I have every right to a redress of my government. That's what Republican, not the party, the form of government, that's what a Republican form of self-governance demands that I do. It doesn't politely ask me to keep an eye on my government. It demands it. That's my interpretation. So when they start segregating different groups of people into different classes, that to me, that's just as absolutely opposite of everything that true liberalism asks for, and specifically everything that our founding documents or orders demand. Miles, help me out. Am I wrong on that topic? As... I've said, and I think you have said over the last several years, this is tribalism again. Ex- if they can divide us up into tribes, we're easier to control. That's exactly what this is really about, folks. Miles, you are spot on. And folks that are not agreeing are agreeing because we're using these issues that are, you know, woke. Everyone's ultra hyper sensitive about these particular topics. Both sides, by the way. One side angry, one side demanding. Folks, it's exactly that. It's tribalism. We're being broken down into little groups of people that are a heck of a lot easier to manage, and I think it's our mistake to allow that. Next on their list is repeal of the right-to-work laws in Michigan that were enacted just a few years ago. And what I find fascinating about that, I I can't visit all of these topics, but i got to get stuck on a one or two of them. So one of my four daughters was having a difficult time um, having a child. It spent a boatload of money having trying to trying to get pregnant. And while doing that was working for a unionized um, pharmacy. And the union for that pharmacy was spending all of the money that they were taking from her wages, union dues, and spending it on abortion. Um, advocacy. And she's going, wait a minute. Our entire life is steeped in trying to have a baby, and our money is going to kill babies. And the right to work said, you can have that job and you do not have to contribute or participate with that union. The union can be there. Folks have every right to collective bargaining, but you are not forced to take part in it. I found that to be a very American circumstance on both sides of that argument. I think that folks have every right 
to have collective bargaining and have a union, and I have every right to have a job and not be a part of it. Democrats don't agree. <clears throat> so the right to work is going to go away. And prevailing wage. Miles, you know what prevailing wage is? No. So imagine the Reconstruction period uh, of the South, and they had to bring in they had to bring in workers to help rebuild it, and they established a prevailing wage to make sure that people weren't being taken advantage of. But it was immediately post Civil War. Thereafter, unions locked onto it as a way to guarantee heightened wages. So you're building a road in West Michigan. And, they're, and if it's a government contract, the government's looking for the highest wage to build that road. Think about what I just said for a minute. So uh, a county road would cost a roughly a third of what that same road would cost if the state funded it, if the state contracted for it. The difference was prevailing wage. The Republican legislature in Michigan set that aside the new Democrat legislature is bringing that back. Who it costs, folks, are taxpayers. That's who pays the price. It's it's not it's not like the rich guy you hate because he's rich. It's everybody pays that freight. And let's also keep in mind the reason why the Democrats like the unions so much is because the unions contribute to their campaigns. It's about money. Folks, yep. it's, it's truly always about money, and money is on the path to power. Those are the two issues. And meanwhile, the media is loving that the Republicans are in an internal food fight. The difference between the two folks, i, I got to tell you this, I, I really had to wrestle with it, because I get angry over our food fights on our side of the divide. You, Miles Bauer, know that more than most. I get frustrated with it. But then I look at the other side, no, they're all in lockstep. Why is that? Because they've only got two issues, money and power. We're over on our side arguing about intellectual honesty and principle and constitutionality and who's least and who's most. But we're having an intellectual debate, and I would submit to you that the debate on the right right now used to be the debate that America was having. So when I look back, Miles, and say what's changed not from the 70s or the 80s, but from 100 years ago now, we're having the debate everybody used to have, and now the left has become Marxist, and there's no debating with them. They're on their own. Am I overstating that? No, uh-uh, not at all. I think that, and and I think some of this goes to, and I and I will throw this out, out to, to comment. I wonder, though, I mean, Michigan is sliding blue. Michigan used to be purple, but I think it's it's pretty much going blue. Minnesota's been blue since God invented dirt. How much of this do you think is people are just leaving these insane blue states? They are. They they absolutely are. In fact, when we spent our month in Florida, there was a whole bunch of people in Florida that were from not they weren't there on vacation. They were from Michigan, but but we learned that during the Michigan's Blanchard administration, we learned that when Jennifer Grand Tax was in office, 
folks flee. And by the way, my last comment, because we're out of time, I can't tell you how many franchise businesses that I saw on my trip to Florida and back driving that used to be in business, and I thought they went out of business. No, they just left Michigan. And folks, I get it if you're somewhere else, this might be boring you, except for this, this nonsense is coming to you. Listen, folks, please, please, please be safe. Find us at themikehewittshow.com. Tell us what you think. Thank you very, very much for joining us. Be safe, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>